worship and honor you for who you are, the great I am. Lord, help us, help us to, to be willing to bow before you, to worship you, to acknowledge who you are. Lord, to surrender ourselves to you. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your love for us, for blessing us, for being with us, for watching over us. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. As Mary said, last week we, we went to uh, Columbus. And we watched uh, our grandson graduate at Ohio State. And as I was watching that, I was thinking about the celebration that they were going through. Now, when they, when they graduate, you know, um, they graduate, well, they all graduate. And then some of them graduate with honor, kuma. No, not Magna, just cum laude. Just, just cum laude. Okay, the next one is Magna Cum Laude, which means higher, a little higher honor. And the final one is Summa Cum Laude, which means greatest honor. Greatest honor. And I was thinking how, you know, they had a lot of pomp and circumstance. You know, they, they all dressed up, or some of them dressed They all put robes on, at least. Um, and uh, the officials, all the... People, you know, they dressed up and had robes to honor these. They had a lot of procession as they all marched in. And, and I was just thinking about how the world honors people. And I was thinking at the time about as Christians, maybe we miss something when we don't honor one another like we should. You know, we just really don't give honor. And, you know, today being Mother's Day, it's a day when we honor our mothers. Um. The danger probably being that we think if we set aside a day and we honor them, that that takes care of the rest of the year. And uh, I think that honor should be something that we do all the time. And it has a lot to do with how we live and what we do. You know, it's who we are. It's not just what we are to whip up on some special occasion. And so today I want to, first of all, I'd like to really take a look at mothers um, I'm going to look at Psalm 31, and I'm going to pick through Psalm 31 because parts of Psalm 31 really pertain to mothers. Some of it pertains to wives and husbands, and I'm going to pick some verses that I think really pertain to mothers. You know, just as we talk about what what is a mother? Who is a mother? Who is our mother? In Proverbs 31, starting at verse 13, it says, She seeks wool and flask and willingly works with her hands. She's like... The merchant ships, she brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profit, she plants a vineyard. Wow. You know, I don't know about you, but that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. You know, mothers work hard. You know, nowadays we don't do a lot of the things they did there. You know, we don't have we don't have a lot of the, you know, going out and working with our hands. Sorry, some do. But, you know, um, brings her food from afar. I guess if you call Walmart and Kroger's far, why that works. You know, she goes and gets her food from wherever, you know, and she brings a portion. She works hard. Moms have a lot to do to give comfort to their children and their family. It's a it's a lot. You know, they have a lot of, put a lot of effort to it. They watch over, they provide for, they teach and train their children. 
you know, we're in an era now when mothers, you know, we say now mothers work. Well, you know, as I remember back, you know, my mom didn't go to town to work. But, you know, I remember my mom working. You know, now it's a, it a lot different and not, nothing's right or wrong. It's just what I remember back then, you know, mom milked the cows. You know, I was little and mom milked the cows. Dad had trouble milking cows. So mom, she got up and she went out and milked the cows. And, you know, that's twice a day. She would put things in the oven that would make food, you know, that would cook while she's out milking. Or, and she had about 300 chickens and she fed the chickens and the eggs were hers. Egg money was mom's. You know, that was always kind of the way it worked in our house. And, and you know, but she had to feed the chickens, gather eggs, wash eggs, take care of us. You know, she didn't have time to go to town and get a job. Now, what's happened is, you know, nobody, I see, I, I don't know, nobody milks hand, cows by hand that I know of here. Um, so you don't milk cows, you don't gather eggs, but you go to work eight hours a day. You know, it's work. I don't care whether it's, I don't care what kind of work it is, it's still work. You're still putting in time and effort. I always remember, you know, when uh, Joyce was born, I think it was Joyce, mom had surgery. Mom had surgery and dad sold the cows. That was the end of the cows because mom couldn't milk very good for a while, so dad sold the cows. I think it also paid for the surgery. I'm not sure, but I think it helped pay for the surgery. But, um, but you know, those things were mom's hard work. You know, when moms, if moms are working moms, you go to work and you come home, guess what? Moms don't get to put their feet up. You know, and moms have work to do around the house nowadays. You know, they still have things to do. Um, and moms, you know, you're there to treat, in, in the midst of all that, you teach and train your children. You know, moms are the ones, a lot of times, and not that it's right or wrong, but moms seem to, seem to have a little more time with their children than dads, although I think because of our society with moms working, dads working, it's not quite like it used to be. And dads have time, too, to teach and train the children. I think it used to be moms did a little more of that, um, but not necessarily should be that way. But moms, you know, they, they teach and train their children. One of the things I noticed today, and I just want to I want to share this, is I think moms have to be real careful not to be their children's friend to, to the degree that it's harmful. I think moms, if you're not careful, you can want to protect and be their friend too much. I think you've got to let your kids learn and grow. And learning and growing means making mistakes. You don't protect them all the time. Mistakes are part of learning. Mistakes are growing. And please don't defend your children all the time. You're not always going to be there to defend them. You know, I know the school has a name for moms that are like that. They call them helicopter moms because they're always hovering over them. And teachers have to deal with helicopter moms because helicopter moms show up at school all the time complaining of how their children are being cared for and taught at school. So you've got to be really careful. If a if something hard happens to your child in school, talk to them and teach them how to deal with it. Don't go and demand that your child is protected because children need to learn how to deal with hard situations. And it's not always easy, folks. Life isn't always easy. So you need to let your children grow and go through hard times. Don't protect them. When I was along, well, in 1968... 
I went to a meeting in Columbus, Ohio. It was a purchasing meeting, and it, I don't even know who this guy was. He was from, I think, Detroit, and he spoke. And he said something profound that, I, you, know, you know, you hear people say a lot of things over life, but I've never forgot this. But this gentleman said, the worst thing you can do is not allow your children to go through hard times. He said, what happened with those who went through World War II and the Depression? When they came out of that, they said, my children will never have to go through that. And consequently, they did everything they could to give their children everything and to protect them so they would never go through that. Consequently, they never learned how to do without. I think we're seeing the culmination of that to a detrimental effect right now. We now have what I consider a generation that thinks we owe them everything. We owe them everything. Because they, they're alive. <laughs> Just because they're here. One of the interesting things is the politicians picked up on this generation. They are now promising them everything. Well, I'm telling you something, folks. It's not going to work. Something's going to come to head. This generation growing up somewhere will have to go through a hard time to learn to be able to deal with life. It's going to happen sometime, somehow. Because you can't, you can't just protect them all the time. You have to let them learn. And mothers tend to be the protectors. And we've tended to put down fathers. We, I think we've tend, tended to feminize our society. I know that's, but I'm just telling you, my observation is we've tended to feminize our society and men have been put down for the last 20, 25 years to where they don't know anything. So we've taken the dad's influence and we've put it down less than it should be. Okay? So dads need to step up and be dads. Moms need to let them be, mom, be dads. Okay? So, verse 11 and 12. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So we... So he will have no lack of gain. She does good and not evil all the days of her life. It says, her husband trusts her. Trusts her. Why? Because she honors and respects her husband. You know, I think one of the worst things you can do is undercut. Now, it goes both ways, husbands and moms and dads. But we're talking about moms today. But dad, you can do the same thing. Never, never undercut your mate when you're dealing with your children. It'll be to your detriment, to their detriment. Now, if you have a difference, you go somewhere else and you talk about it, but never in front of your children do you undercut the other person because it will undercut the authority in your home. And children, I always say to parents, children are smarter than you. They can sense that in a heartbeat and they will play that forever. They can sense that. They know how to use it and they will use it one against the other. So, you know, never undercut. So she, she respects her husband. He trusts her. He trusts her. Verse 21, it says, She extends her hand to the poor. Or excuse me, verse 21. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household is clothed with scarlet. She plans ahead. She's organized. She's thinking about what's coming. You know, she's thinking about the needs of those in her family. You know, your moms, they kind of, they know what's going on in the home. They kind of, they know what's needed. They plan. They look ahead. Their family's taken care of. The family feels pretty secure because, well, mom's, mom's taking care of that. 
Mom's doing that. I know it's going to be okay. You know, sometimes sometimes we we underestimate how important it is to plan ahead. Uh, there's some things you can't plan, and I think sometimes you can overplan maybe, but, you know, planning ahead's not all wrong. Being ready isn't wrong. There's some things in life you can plan ahead, and then it can change, and we trust the Lord to take care of that. But I think planning ahead is a good thing. You know, if you burn wood, you ought to cut it before winter comes. You know, there's certain things that just, you know, they kind of they happen. And it's a good thing. And then in verse, in verse 20, it says that a mom extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out to the hands of the needy. She sees the needs of others. She cares about other people. She teaches her children to do that. Children learn a lot by example. Not completely, but a lot. I think they, they do a lot of what they see. They see you do things. If they see you caring for the neighbors, caring for the needy, caring for somebody that's hurting, they will tend to do it because that's what they saw. By the same token, it's very important to also teach them. So that when you go to help somebody or you do something for a neighbor, you help somebody has a need, you take your children with you and show them the importance of doing that or help let them be a part of that so that children can see the importance of reaching out to other people. You know, they see, they see you doing it. They see you doing it, plus you teach them. You train them. You talk about it. You talk about it. I always tell, you know, I remember back when I, when I you know, I'll tell about some stories, but back when I was a kid, you know, there was people that actually walked up and down the roads to get places. You know, we called them different things, hobos. Some of them were just walking. Hobos tend to be around the railroads, I don't know. But, they, you know, they'd walk. And we lived on, we lived on 199, which back then was 23. People walked up and down our road a lot. All the trucks went up and down our road. We had a lot of activity. And mom would feed people. Anybody that stopped, mom would feed because she had eggs. What'd you get? You got an egg sandwich. You know, everybody that stopped got an egg sandwich. If they stopped, they get an egg sandwich. And I think sometimes people, the word spread, maybe we'd have people come and they come sit on the back porch. Mom would fix an egg sandwich, give them an egg sandwich, then they'd go on their way. See, I remember that. I saw that. I saw that. One time, mom and dad left somebody in our house to sleep overnight. What's the chance of you doing that today to a complete stranger that stops along the road? Now, I think, I, I, I can't remember, were they, was he blind? You know, I thought there was a blind person involved, but maybe not. But anyway, but you know, they had a need. I don't even remember what the need was. Do you remember? Was it snow? They got stuck there? Okay. So they let them come in and sleep in the house. I wasn't scared. Nobody was scared. You know, would you do that today? You know, probably no, but I don't know that no would be a final answer that maybe there comes a time when you would do that. You know, but what did I see? See, I saw that. That was an example to me. You know, it was an example. And so, you know, I thought about, you know, as you grow up and as you get older, you think about that. Um, in verse uh, 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She opens her mouth with wisdom. 
I think this is the way it's supposed to be. As I prepared this, I thought about what it's like in our society today. I guess I'm sad to say that there aren't there are moms who have wisdom and kindness on their lips, and then we have a lot of something else going on. We have a lot of moms that just have filthy mouths. I don't know how else to say it. We've become a society that's getting away from God's plan. And what bothers me is not, you know, bothers me how kids talk, but it bothers me the reason they talk that way because they learned it from somebody at home. And they probably got a mom that's got a filthy mouth and taught them that way. Taught them that way or allowed it to happen in the home. You know, your home is your home. Guard it. You know, don't let your kids watch stuff where people are belittling one another and saying awful things about one another, disrespecting one another. There's no reason for your children to watch that. Because they watch that, they'll think that is normal. And what's happening is we're getting a society of normal that is in your face, and I don't care what you think, I'm going to say it, period. And everybody's just after everybody and saying horrible things about people. And, it, you know, it's just not right. Because, I you know, I say it's not right. They think it's normal. So if I say something, you know, kids look at me like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But it says that, you know, she opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Her, you know, a mom's word should be kind. She should have wisdom. She should have godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. We're, we're just getting away from that, and it's, it's coming fast. And, and I want to, you know, I have a lot of things. Well, anyway, the music they listen to is horrible. I'm sorry. It's just horrible. It's filled with, full of filth, and it's all about hatred and killing, and life is terrible. What they listen to is destroying these children. And as parents, you need to know. You either need to know or don't give them a phone. One or the other. Now, you give them a phone, I don't know how you're going to know. That's a problem. You know, I have real opinions about phones. Only because of all the evil that comes out of those phones. Yeah, they're for good, and I know you want to keep track of your kids, and you know they're nice because, well, you can know as we hover over them. How did we? How did we ever do it before when we didn't have phones? You know, you actually had to pick something up, and the other person had to be beside one you could pick up. If they were out somewhere else, you couldn't talk to them, and we weren't even worried. You know, now we say, well, they got a phone, so I can keep track of them, so I know. Well, that's okay, but I'm just telling you, that phone is a conveyance of evil. And it will fill your kids with evil thoughts. It fills them with what all of a sudden becomes normal. That's what they listen to. That's what they fill themselves with. And so as mothers, I think we have obligation as fathers too. Obligations to how we talk to our children. You know, words of kindness. You know, you can be kind and still have authority. Okay? You can do it. It's possible. 
You can be kind and have to, and still have authority. You don't have to swear at your children to get them to stop something. Okay, enough of that. So, it goes on to say then, Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Charm is deceitful. What is charm? When I think about charm, I think about that, oh, you're so cute. Oh, you're, you know, I, I think that's what I think about when I think of charm. And, you know, charm is kind of a way with words. And people who have a way with words is really deceitful. As a matter of fact, if you're going to do something for me, I'll just tell you right now, if you're going to do something for me, don't give me a five-minute speech about how good you are. I've had enough people give me five-minute speeches about how they're the best renter in the world. They're going to take care of my yard. They're going to plant my flowers. They're going to weed them. They're going to fix the house. I'm to the point, if you say that, I'm not renting to you. That's just, I'm telling you, I've been that route a couple times, okay? You know, burn me once, burn me twice, yeah. You know, it's like, don't be charming me. Just tell me the truth. You know, it's deceitful. It's deceitful. Beauty is passing. Oh, my goodness. Have you been to your class reunion lately? <laughs> well... I'm going to tell you, if you've been to your class reunion lately, beauty is passing. Now, there's a couple exceptions, I will admit. Okay, in my class, there was a couple of exceptions, but it's funny how it changes. Oh, the popular kids all of a sudden don't look so popular. You know, beauty is just, what do they say, skin deep. And beauty is an opinion. It's an opinion. It's an opinion. What are we looking for? We, know the per- we need to know the person's heart. We need to know their heart. Know them. Know them by their heart. Know them by who they are. It says, but a woman who fears the Lord, she should be praised. Where's her heart? You know, if she fears the Lord, she's going to tend to want to do the right thing. That's, she fears the Lord. She wants to do the right thing. She wants to do what's right. So... Encourage your moms. Encourage them. It's a tough job. I don't know if it's any harder than it used to be. Sometimes I think so. That's probably debatable. We've always had things to deal with. Um, I'll say this. It's not any easier. Okay? So, you know, encourage your moms. Honor them. Honor them with your heart. You know, it starts in your heart. Honor them with your heart. It's, it's just in you to honor your mom. You just can't help yourself. It's, it's in you. It's in your heart. You know, you just honor your mom. I would never say something about my mom. You know, there's, cert, there's certain things I would never say. Never. You know, never say. I, I, sometimes I hear things. I'm like, oh, don't say that. There's just certain things, if it's in your heart, you just never would say it. You never would say it. So you honor your mom with your heart. It's who you are. You honor her with your lips, with what you say. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you honor with your heart. That'll keep your lips in check. But you also need to honor her with your lips. You never disrespect your mother. Never talk back. I don't care. I don't really care what's going on. You can disagree. 
You can disagree, but don't disrespect her. It's how you do it. It's how you do it. It's how you talk to her. It's, it's how you see her in your heart. You know, yeah, but somebody might say, well, yeah, but you don't know my mom. She's, she's terrible. You can still honor her and respect her. I don't have to agree with her. I don't have to agree. And I can say so respectfully. I can say, you know, Mom, I wish you wouldn't say that. I can say that respectfully. You know, I don't have to get all angry and say bad words. You know, I can be honest. And I want to tell you something. Sometimes being honest carries a lot more weight if you're just really honest. So, you know, that really bothers me without getting angry. It carries a lot of weight sometimes. So we honor with our lips. We honor them with our service. We honor our moms with our service. We want to help them. They work hard. They work hard. You know, what can I help? What can I do? You know, how, do you, how can you serve your mom? When's the last time you even thought about that? Most children think their moms are made to serve them. That's, that's a mom's job. They're just supposed to serve us. There's some truth to that, but I want to tell you something. You also can serve them. That's honoring. That's honoring. How can I help? Or sometimes it's honoring just to do what they ask you to do. You know, just pick up your room. It's my room and I'll do what I want. When's the last time you paid rent on that room? It's not your room. It's not your room. It's their room. And they can go in there whenever they want. With respect, not just open the door, but, you know, knock. They can go in. They can check your room anytime they want and see what's in there. Why wouldn't they? What do you, why would you have to hide? You see, we need to honor. We need to honor one another. One of the things that I think is important today to remember, gifts are important. But gifts without an ongoing honor are relatively meaningless. It's easy to buy a card today. It's easy to give your mom a gift today. But it's not so easy sometimes to honor her the rest of the year. Lots of times I'll hear people say, you know, they gave me a gift, but I really don't care because I don't think they really mean it. We need to learn to honor our moms. It's important we do it today because at least once a year you get a sermon about honoring your mom. You know, I don't know if we didn't have Mother's Day. I don't know. We might not do this. You know, I hope we would. But, you know, we need to remember. It's about honoring. Honoring. That's how we treat people. It's not what we give them. It's not about gifts. It's how we treat people. That's how you honor. You know, you, it's how you respect them. How you talk about them. How you talk to them. How you treat them. That's where we give honor. That's where we give honor. So we're going to have the children. Um, we're going to honor our moms today. Our moms, our grandmas, moms of children next door. Um, anybody... Personally, I see it as anybody that has influence over children. That's, that's my, my opinion about all that. So, so um, what we're going to have you do 
is um, maybe we maybe we ought to pray first, and then we'll. <laughs> I got a feeling once we start this, it might be harder to pray. So let's just pray for our moms. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every mom and grandmother and and uh, lady who's represented here today, who who cares for children, who has influence over children. Lord, I pray you'd bless them. Lord, just bless them. Help them know that they're loved and respected and honored. Lord, help us to treat them with honor, not to just give lip service, but help us to be active in how we honor them. Lord, I just pray that you just help them to have a great day, and I pray that uh, you just be with them in all that, all that they do today. And Lord, just help them to have a, a great time in you. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.